The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning once again. You are listening to 900 CHML. Yes, Rick Zamprin here, Rob Golfie there, and Phil. Philip Golfie, sales representative, Remax, Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. The the original gang is back together again here on the Golfie <laughs> Real Estate Show. If you want to sell your home in this uh, really strange, stabilized, thriving, uh, wild and wacky market, you got to call the number one Remax team in this country. That's the Golfie team, 905 905- Five seven five seventy seven hundred. That's nine zero five five seven five seven seven zero zero. Head over to their website, robgolfi.com, Rob G O L F I dot com, and you can see the hottest listings in town. Get your listing on that website, and you got to follow the Golfi team on TikTok, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, awesome posts, listings on the social media feeds as well. And if you are curious to know what your home could potentially go on the market for, head over to GolfieHomeValue.com. Again, that's GolfieHomeValue.com and get an instant home estimate. Rob, Philip, how are you guys today? Good, good. It's, uh, you know, just uh, the new year and just uh, starting to go. Things are starting to pick up. Phil's got a nice story to tell that uh, <laughs> I think he was a little uh, scared uh, walking into a house. Uh, oh. Phil, you got to tell the story. We're going to start right off, right off with the story right now. Let's yeah, go. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've wetted our palate, so, so we got to so, know. <laughs> so I get this, I get this email, a mortgage company in from from calgary and they they shoot me a message and they said phil we have a power of sale coming up we want to work with you but we need you to go check out the house first so i'm like okay no problem and 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 you know the house is vacant it's supposed to be vacant power of a sales they kind of have this weird feeling around them right obviously something's gone wrong somebody's defaulted on their mortgage to the point where where, where the, the the mortgage uh the mortgagee has taken over and, and is selling the house so I show up to this house. It's in the north end of St. Catherine. It's completely pitch black. And I go up to the front door and it, it was like a crack open and it's unlocked. And as soon as I opened it, I hear this like big bang and shuffling around, around like it was like upstairs. I don't know. And I'm like, it was like late in the late at night. It's pitch black. The hydro's off. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Like I just, I just don't want to go in and, and get a, in, into some confrontation with someone who might be in there or whatever. And I was scared. Like I was, I had, I was like anxious, anxious, mm-hmm. so anxious. And so I'm like standing on the front porch and I'm like, like, what do I do? Like, like, I don't want to come back. I, I, I'm here now. I want to get this over with. So I was like, you know what? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I called the police and they were there in like, in like two minutes. And I'm like, Hey, it's not really an emergency, but if you can help me out, I would appreciate it. I think there's somebody in this house that's not supposed to be, and mm-hmm. I'm not going in by myself. And so this cop shows up and, and he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of, we, we, we walked around the yard and we're, we're checking it out. Was and he's, he a younger guy? Yeah, he was a younger guy. He was yeah. like, he was younger than I am. Yeah. He was like 25. And, wow. and he's kind of looking at me and I'm kind of looking at him and we're like, I'm like, I swear there's someone in there, like almost a hundred percent. And so we go together. I'm, I'm walking around with my iPhone flashlight out. <laughs> he's got his, his, uh, you know, he's got his light out. He's got he's got his taser out, and we're 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 walking through this house and pulling back 
you know, uh, the, the shower curtain and looking under stairs and, and we're going through this whole thing and, and keep in mind, the house is pitch black, the hydro's not on. So when you're walking to a basement and there's no lights and it's like, it's, it's, and you kind of think someone's in there, it's kind of scary. <laughs> so it ended up just being this, when I, when I opened the door and I don't know why the door was un- unlocked, but when I opened the door, there was a, um, like right. a window air conditioning fan that ended up falling from the pressure and it had this tube on it. So it kind of like shuffled uh-huh. and, uh, Look, looking back now, it was like, you know, it was a little, you know, overcautious, but I was just like, you know, we hear all these stories and, it, it, you know, my mind went right there of the, you know, just, just being so fearful of it, but it ended up all working out and, you know, the cop and I had a chuckle after and I was like, yeah, I was just, it was at the end of the day, I was exhausted. And I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this confrontation and mm-hmm. it ended up all working out. That's pretty. (laughs) I've been, I've I've been in this situation where we, I went to a home eval and I had an eerie feeling uh, with this. It was an older gentleman with his son and they were kind of, it's just weird. It's just the weird, just the relationship with the father and son was weird. And just the whole talking of these guys were weird. So I'm walking down the stairs to the basement. I'm thinking, I'm, I, I, I had a, a feeling that I'm, I'm never going to be coming back out of this house. <laughs> I, it was scary. It was scary. Like, you don't know the things that we go through. We're, we are uh, like in someone else's house and who knows what happens. I mean, not like I'm, I'm just an average, you know, guy, average height. Like, I mean, any uh, two guys can overtake me. One guy could overtake. It just depends, especially if they're, they're behind. So now I'm a little more cautious going down the stairs and I say, Hey, yeah, you go ahead. I'll follow you down. <laughs> I don't want to be getting knocked out on my way down, but that's the things that we as realtors experience. And especially with the time change, it gets dark around five thirty now or five o'clock. So, I mean, when you're visiting people, you're visiting them after they've worked or their working hours and, and you're in a, a dark situation. It, 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 your mind starts racing and, and you get that, you know, kind of, feeling like Amityville horror kind of, you know, like the haunted house thing. So, so, but it is, it is, you gotta be cautious. It was a good thing that you did call the police cause you never know. Yeah. And they showed up right away and they, and, and I, I even said to them on the phone, I go, it's not an emergency, but if you can help me out, I would appreciate it. And the cop, the cop showed up and he was there within, you know, four or five minutes. And, hmm. um, and, and he, you know, he, it, it took, you know, two and a half minutes to get through the house. And I, you know, that's what, you know, especially in our team, we, we, we've gone through specific types of training to, to handle these situations. And there's situations that, that we will be in. Um, and, and, and I know realtors on our team, realtors from other teams and uh, realtors in, in our, our offices have all types of these stories where they're put in, a, uh, you know, an un- uncomfortable situation. And, 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 you know, you got to learn how to deal with it. And um, so, so we, we, we try to share our stories the best we can. We try to try to inform people what to do, but sometimes there's just not a book on everything. And, and we, you know, as, as a team, we, you know, there's only so much you can do, but, but we make ourselves accessible to the rest of the team in case of an emergency. And, and, and we try to deal with it in the best way possible. Just but, use common sense and just don't try to be the hero uh, of any situation. That's all I, yeah. I say. I mean, we've heard there was a Mississauga lady that she got uh i think she was uh killed because somebody yeah there's uh, been horror stories yeah, all around there's one there was one in minnesota and it was yeah, it was just yeah. awful and you know we've seen what's happened in, you know locally recently where 
you know, there was a call in and, and, and someone was killed. So, you know, you don't want to think about that every single day. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, you, you're sometimes you're put in those situations and, and, and that's where your mind goes immediately. And you, you almost think of the, the worst possible thing that can happen just due to, you know, the, the, the news that's been out there recently, but it's, uh, you know, cooler heads prevailed and, you know, the, the, the time when you're sitting on the front porch with the cop laughing about it and, you know, he's asking you about the real estate market after and how much the house <laughs> is going to be listed at it, you know, was a, was a, you know, a less intense conversation and, and one that, that felt a lot better, but it's, uh, it, it's interesting times and getting into the, you know, more of, more of the housing market right now, we've seen the trickle effect or, or, you know, the, the, the ripple effect of, of everybody that's purchased in, you know, we went through this crazy, crazy market in the, in, in Q1 and into Q2 of this year. And now we're seeing the, the results of it. And, and I know from, you know, anybody who, who's just following real estate online, like, I don't remember a time where this many half renovated homes have been on the market. Yeah. Like we're, you know, you could just see it on, on, on MLS. It's, you know, houses being renovated, it's being sold and as is condition. And, um, you know, they're looking for somebody to, to, to finish, buy it, to finish it and, and half built houses, exactly. half built houses, half renovated houses hmm. built immediately. And so what's happened is the mindset of, of, you know, the purchasing in, in February, March, April, that, that, Oh yeah, real estate's going to go up, and this is going to appreciate another eight to nine percent by the end of this year. Is people lost their core values of investing and in, in thinking about location and, and um, return on investment and, and running the actual numbers to be successful in that specific real estate investment? People got away from it, and they were just saying, "We need a deal. We need something to work on right now." And and there was a lot of people that got burned, and. The people, in my opinion, the, the traditional, the experienced, the old school real estate investors who went through the early 90s, who went through, you know, maybe 2017 um, and, and, and rode that peak and, and, and fell. Those ones were, those, those types of investors were a little bit pulled back, but I feel like the new age investor, the young investor, and even, even for me, is this is all we've ever known is one of the hottest real estate markets in the world for the past seven years, past eight years. And we, we lost track of, well, yeah, we can go through a poor market or we can go through a downturn and, and real estate values don't always go up and earning, you know, 150,000, 200,000 appreciation in a year on your house is not normal. And I think that we're starting to see a ripple effect of that now. And in, in, in just terms of, you know, time of year, if you made a purchase in February, maybe you had a two or three month closing and then a, another two or three month renovation. Well, that's that time now where it's coming up. And I know we only have a minute left, but I got a call from a, from someone in Toronto and uh, he has a property in Niagara Falls. And he said, Hey, you know, I want you to come, come out and, and, and take a look at it. And I said, okay, no problem. So I went out to the property. I, I uh, you know, I, I did a home evaluation. And I, I did some research and, and I, I looked at the old listing and I saw that he was the one who bought it as the realtor. And I said, I asked him, I go, are you, are you a real estate agent? And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, but he goes, I want, you know, I want to hire you. I don't know that market that well. Uh, I don't know the area that well, but you know, I want you guys to take care of the listing. I said, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm going to be blunt here, but if you used me to buy this, I would have never sold you this house. You bought in one of the poorest areas um, in Niagara Falls. 
and the, the, the you know, there, there hasn't been a house that has sold over $500,000 in this area in the last three years. You're not going to get 850,000. And I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't help you out. And, uh, and he kind of paused for a second and, and, you know, you know, he's thinking back on his investment. And I think that's when he realized, yeah, you know, this might've been a mistake. Sounds like it. We're going to get to a lot of hot topics on this show, including what is in store for the housing market in 2023. That's coming up next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Welcome back. You are listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob and Phil Golfy, sales representatives. Remax is Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. Check them out online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905. 905- 575-7700 and you can find them all over social media whether it's Facebook, Twitter, TikTok or Instagram and if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team send them an email questions at robgolfy.com still to come on the show we'll talk about more fraud in the real estate sector we'll also talk about some uh, vacancy rates sitting at all time high um, back to uh, Rob and Phil. Phil, you had a story in our first segment about, uh, you know, investigating a vacant home, no hydro, no lights on. You heard a noise. You called the cop. Uh, he came out. You guys, uh, you know, check things out. I, I, I got to ask, cause I'm curious, were you like yelling out in the house, trying to get someone's attention who may or, or yeah. shouldn't have been there? And, and what was that like? Yeah, that was exactly what I was trying to do. And, and, and I was, you know, there was a point of me that I was like, you know what, there, there might not be anybody in here, but I just did not want to take a chance. And, and when I was yelling out, were you yelling was, out, was, <laughs> 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 no, I, I just, and I was like, you know what, like, you just don't know, right? Like, you know, they could be impaired. You just, and that's why they're not answering. They, sure. You know what I mean? You just, and I thought of everything. And, and everything went back to let's just be safe yeah. and be sure. Um, and, and that's, that's when it went back to, but yeah, w- you know, I walked around back and I was like, maybe they jumped out back. Maybe there's a, you know, yeah. and, and I, I, I did it all, but at that specific time, I, my, my, just my, and it would just, you know, if it was early in the day and, you know, noon and I had all this energy and whatever, I probably would have went in. And there was some light coming in from the yeah, window. But it was yeah. just, it was just at the end of the day. And I was just, I was just, exhausted. I remember it was such a long day and I was just like, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like I just, if for, if there's a small, the smallest chance that there's somebody in there who's going to, you know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's mm-hmm. what the, the uncertainty is what made me super anxious. 
And, and, you know, if something happened, you just, you just don't want to put yourself in one of those positions and, you know, it, it just, it just creates another set of problems. So, yeah. but yeah, it was, I was yelling, I was, I was knocking, I was ringing, trying to ring the doorbell. It was, it was, uh, it was a hilarious scene, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned in, in relation to this story, this house was, you know, d- default and the, the person probably defaulted on their mortgage, which brings us to our first kind of t- key topic on the show. And that is, you know, when is the housing market going to bottom out? And are we going to see many more of these mortgage defaults on the horizon? I think it was RBC or Scotiabank or one of the big banks. Um, actually, TD. I think, I think it was, was yeah. it TD, yeah, who said that they're, they're expecting, yeah. you know, a wave of these kind of uh, defaulting uh, scenarios, uh, how tricky is this going to make uh, selling a home? I, I honestly don't think, um, like there's, they're, they're saying that the, it's going to bottom out and there's still more percentage coming down. I think we're pretty, pretty close within one or 2% of bottom, bottoming out. Hmm. Um, right now, the buyers that are coming into the marketplace, uh, they can afford the house price. They can afford the interest rate and they're going to be used to that interest rate. It's the buyers that bought two years ago. They're not used to this new payment situation with the new interest rate. And, uh, it's like, so there may be some people that are going to be in trouble and they're trying to hang on, hang on. Um, if they are in trouble, they should put their house up and sell it before the banks take over. Cause then there's a lot of fees involved that the banks charge legal fees and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's sometimes those people were in trouble already. Now what's been happening in, in this market, especially early 2022, a lot of people pay overpaid for houses. Um, and we know that, that, and it shows that, but, um, and, and they were, a lot of them stretched themselves to the limit because they, you know, they, they had to, to, to compete, to beat the other buyer from getting the house. So maybe it's catching up to them you know, after six months, eight months of making mortgage payments, them not having any money to, to buy any furniture for their house, them not having any money to do things that they need to fix, fix the car. That's a big expense that people think, well, I'll just keep driving with no brakes and hopefully uh, we have some money coming down the road. Um, that I get it. That's what's happening. Those are the earlier buyers uh, from 2000, uh, early t- 2022 till 21 and 20. But now the new buyers, they're looking at the house and say, okay, well, we have a $700,000 house we're looking at. Okay. Here. And we're, and the mortgage payments are going to be four and a half, five percent Okay. No problem. We can afford those payments. So they're not going to be in trouble. The ones that are buying now, it's the ones that bought earlier in the last two, three years. Um, I do think we bottomed out and I do expect that, that the market in the spring market this year, especially starting in February, Things are going to pick up. There's going to be a, a flurry of activity. I'm not going to say the housing prices are going to go up rapidly like they have in the past. I think uh, the adjustment's going to happen by not housing prices not going up. They're just going to flatline and stay where they are for a while until things settle. Um, but, um, you know, I don't think it's going to come down another, you know, 5 to 10%. I think we're we're there. I think we're, we're balanced pretty close. Yeah, I just want to hop in here. So, I think right now this market is a bunch of people sitting on the sideline waiting for yeah, something to happen, absolutely. waiting for the other person to make their first move. The sellers know right now it's not really a good time to sell because of all the negative news that's out there. Prices are falling. Interest rates are high. You know, if you're considering making a move, well, they're saying, well, you know, w- let's wait until the market picks up and, and let's wait until there's some, some activity and some, some positive news and some momentum. And then the sellers on the other hand, or sorry, the buyers on the other hand are saying, well, let's wait and see. 
you know, what, what else is going to happen? The banks are coming out saying, you know, unit sales are going to continue to fall and prices are going to continue to fall. And there's so much negative news out there and interest rates are going up. But what if we, we want interest rates to come back down and then that's what I'm going to buy. So the conversations that I'm having are those types of conversations is the seller saying, well, I'm going to hold off and I'm going to wait until the spring and the buyers are going to say, and the buyers are saying the same thing. You know, I'm going to wait until the interest rates come back down. So we've seen in looking back at, you know, the last, last month, one of the lowest unit sale months ever in, in this real estate industry. And we're just at a, we're just at a standstill um, and, and at a stalemate of, of in this real estate market. And I always go back to my situation. I'm a buyer. I've, I feel like I've said this on the show 10, 15 times. I'm still looking to buy. Um, and there's just nothing out there. The inventory is so low and the stuff that comes up is, is either overpriced or, or just not what I'm looking for. And it's, it's been so hard to try and navigate through this market because there's not that motivation from sellers right now. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say this to, to someone that's considering selling their home. Our inventory is so low right now that, that on any given day in your neighborhood or in your municipality, there's only one, two, three, four listings that are coming up for sale. Everyone will be looking at your listing if you come up for sale in this market. And, and, that, and that's what you want as a seller. You don't want to wait until the spring until, you know, there's 20, 30, 40 homes that are coming up for sale within a week. You want everybody to look at yours. That's, that gives you the best opportunity to get your best price and to attract the best buyer because there's still buyers out there. Yeah. And so, there's a buildup of buyers right now. It's building up, building up. Yeah. Yeah. And it, eventually they're going to all come out. And, yeah. it, and what happens in the marketplace, they come out at the same time. And so this buildup of buyers that, that, that are holding off and waiting, they're going to come out. And that's when the flurry of activity is going to happen. And, and here's, here's what we know. We know that home ownership is still a top priority amongst Canadians. We also know that Canada is on record to let in, you know, 431,000 new immigrants in, in 2021, 475,000 new immigrants scheduled for 20, 20 sorry, 2022, 403. 403. Yeah. And, and, and that's going to climb. And, and, you know, We've said it before. We are not building houses fast enough. We don't have the the infrastructure and the accommodation to be able to support all these new immigrants. Prices are going to hold and, and will eventually continue to appreciate again. If you want to get your home sold or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie Team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Let's dip into the world of those who are bad actors, a.k.a. fraud. A couple of stories that are coming down the pipe, including this one where... A family decided to rent out the um, uh, the home of their father or grandfather, great uncle, pardon me. He was 95. He was moving into um, a senior's facility. So they decided, hey, let's rent out the home to, you know, help pay for all these expenses that we're going to, um, you know, incur. So they go and hire two real estate agents to help them find and screen some tenants. Uh, it turned out to be the ultimate real estate nightmare, according to one of the people involved in this case, because the family learned that the tenants that were chosen had used fake identity, bogus references on their lease application, and police just, I think still to this day, could not find them. And so someone posing as this 95-year-old great uncle hired two other real estate agents to 
list the home without the family's knowledge and, of course, permission. How scary is that? That that is scary, and that could happen. And uh, I mean, now uh, knowing what's happening, we always get a driver's license. I always take a picture of the driver's license. I'm going to double check that driver's license even more now to see if it matches my driver's license. Now there is an app out there. I got to find out what the app is that you can verify if it is a real uh, Ontario government-owned driver's license. Hmm. Um, And and what happened is, like, I mean these. These fraudsters, their pictures have to be on there because if, if it doesn't match the the drive like the the like the driver's license, like if somebody gives me a driver's license and it's a different person that's handing it to me, a different face, I'm gonna say, hey, what's going on here? This is not your driver's license. So these guys, they're idiots because if they're gonna go and c- call a realtor and then they go to a lawyer's office, the realtor's got to get the fin tracking, get the get the ID, and then they go to a lawyer's office. The same thing's happening. That's why we're seeing pictures of these fraudsters. I mean, they, they, uh, unless they're moving out and, uh, and, and leaving, but it's, it, it's crazy. I just found out the, the app is called FinTracker. It's $30 a year for a realtor scan. And I think all realtors should have it now and, and just scan the uh, driver's license. And, uh, but, it, but again, it's, uh, you know, 95-year-old, who thinks a 95-year-old man is going to be, or impersonating one, is going to be doing something fraudulently? Yeah, so, so, so right now, the, the rental market, it, it, there's not there's not a great platform for it. Um, it, it you know, we there's, there's a lot of the rentals are on Kijiji. Facebook Marketplace is a huge platform. To, to whether you're, you're you're renting out a place or you're or you're trying to find one, and 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 that's where a lot of fraud happens or or a lot of these stories come out of is is those platforms. But when it comes to, um, you know, when it when it comes to you know renting out your place, if you hire a realtor, um, you you know you get a sign on the front lawn, you you get two real to another realtor that that you know verifying and and investigating their their tenant and and there's there's a lot of a lot more investigation that goes into the the quality and, the, and qualifying the tenant and then also the quality and qualifying the landlord so but, so when it comes down to that but if you're if you're just going to leave it up to, to to two consumers renting out their place trying to negotiate a rent you know there's a lot of people that have done it and they've done it their whole life and they'll be good at it but the for the new and average tenant and the new and average landlord that's where these things can happen. But, but so for instance, this guy, um, they almost got away with it, but they caught it in time. Now, uh, Rick, uh, these people, this, this 95-year-old guy that almost got his house defrauded from him, mm-hmm. he bought that house in 1970. Yeah. And he probably would not have titles insurance. He right. would not have titles insurance from them. Titles insurance happened, started about 25, 30 years ago. So if they actually went through with the sale, if it actually, if that fraudster did get that money, and what happened was they listed the house for one, uh, one million, uh, 1.29 million, mm-hmm. and they ended up getting multiple offers at 1.9 million. And if it did go through, they caught, the, they caught this in time. If it did go through, what, I don't think the homeowner's insurance would have covered that. I don't think so. That's why, that's why, that's why I stress to everybody. If your house, if you bought your house more than 25, 30 years ago, go get titles insurance. It'll protect you from anything like happening like this. If somebody does steal the house from you under you and sells it, you are covered. Now, the one that happened last year that we talked about uh, earlier uh, that uh, prior segment, they, 
had titles insurance, they will get their money back. They were, they will get their house back. The buyers that bought that house will get their money back and the sellers will get, and they'll be able to move back in. This gentleman, this 95 year old man, he will end up, he could, if, if the deal did go through, that's, there's nothing they can do well, about that. He'll, no, he'll still get his, his money back. He just doesn't have somebody to represent him where titles insurance would take over the case, hire the lawyer uh-huh. and, and pay all the, the legal fees to go through that process. Whereas the other guy might be on his own because he doesn't have insurance and he, he'll, he'll still have to go through the, the legal process, but he's going to, it's going to be a much longer process without the support of, yeah. of, a, of a large insurance company. The other uh, fraud related story was uh, this guy in Toronto has been trying and, and I guess has been successful in some cases because he's been charged with uh, trying to rent online uh, some apartments in the Toronto area. And oh. police, police are saying, listen, you got to ask these landlords or supposed landlords for their ID, uh, only, you know, rent through legitimate agents, confirm with the building's property owner that everything's on the up and up. So those are some of the tips that people should be, you know, adhering to going forward. Lots more to come here on the show, including we'll talk about uh, empty office spaces here, there, and everywhere on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob and Phil Golfy, sales representatives, Remax, Scarman Realty, the Golfy team. You gotta call the number one Remax team in Canada and the first ever real estate team here in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. 905 575 7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and for an instant home estimates, go to the website golfiehomevalue.com, punch in a couple of numbers, and you'll get a pretty good idea of what your home could go for on the open market. Uh, let's get into the vacancy rate in this country, because according to the experts, the national office vacancy rate in this country in the fourth quarter hit a new all-time high of 17.1%. It's uh, just under 14% in Toronto. And, and there's a number of factors. Obviously, the pandemic has really changed the game in terms of you know, uh, uh, entities or organizations and how many people they have in the physical workspace. Should we be worried about these numbers? Um, I, I think it's a little bit because I think it will catch up and it's going to take 10, 15 years before it catches up again because... Through this pandemic, a lot of people uh, were able to work out of their homes. Now, now, as we speak now, a lot of these companies are realizing that their employees can work out of their house and still have uh, good production. And a lot of the employees are saying, I'm not coming back to, uh, yeah. to work. I want to work out of my house. Yeah. And so there's, a, there's that kind of thing that's happening. 
And, and I know at, with the office buildings downtown here in Hamilton, um, a lot of the uh, companies uh, in them, they're downsizing their, yeah. their square footage. And uh, so a lot of the, a lot of that is happening in, in downtown. So uh, I know a law office, they, they, they went down to half the size. Now is that, and I think it's going to happen even more as time goes on. Cause as the leases are coming up for yeah, uh, coming up, exactly. you're going to see that 17.1% uh, vacancy is going to climb over 20%. I bet you within two years. Now I'm looking at buying something to offer a shared office. Like you can come to uh, my building and you can rent a, 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 10, a 10 by 10 office or 11 by 11 office and just one office or a dual office. You don't have to have all the, uh, the, the whole platform, everything involved. So I don't know if there's a market for that. <clears throat> I'm willing to take the, the chance and, and do something like that. But again, uh, this is a changing uh, times. And these people that own these office buildings, their values of their buildings are coming down because... They're not renting them as much. They're we making. we were already trending this way. I remember talking about the you know the, the vacancy of office buildings going going up and climbing and climbing and climbing. And the pandemic just fast forwarded us to that end result. And and that's where we are today. So there's there's a lot of projects that are going on downtown Toronto that I know of that are converting these office spaces into condominiums. But it also is going to put pressure on on those landlords and and, and the owners to to become and, and develop it and make it a more creative office space and, and create amenities within those offices. And, and the old days of, of, you know, having a vacant building and putting up 150 cubicles and, you know, renting it out are, are gone. It's, it's, you know, the millennial worker wants, wants access to, to creative studios and to, to podcast rooms and to things of that nature. And, and that's, what's going to separate the, the ones that are rented out and the ones that, that aren't. Um, so, so that's where I see, you know, this industry trending, but I know from, from, you know, the young professional, they want the option, right? You, you, you get, you can get a little cabin fever if you're just going to sit at home all day, not leave your house and work from a desk that, you know, happens to be on your kitchen table. Um, the option to, to go into the office once or two or three days a week is what people want, but, but everyone's looking for that flexible, you know, autonomous work style. Um, and, and that's what we're seeing. So we do see a lot of these shared office spaces popping up and, and, and these companies partnering with these shared office space to make sure they give their employees access to them. And then the larger ones, like, you know, I was talking to a, to a friend at, at Salesforce and, you know, they're, they're a massive company, it's over 75,000 employees. And, and they've even said like, they're, you know, there's a lot of people that are working from home and, and, and there's a lot of office space that, that they, they don't rent out or, or don't, you know, occupy anymore. And that's one of the largest companies in, in Canada. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where this goes, how those owners and landlords get creative and, and how they turn these office spaces. And I mean, if you're, if you're a company, that's one of your largest overhead, right? It is, is, is wages and space. And, and so there's a lot of companies out there that, that went into this direction and says, you know, we're going to cut out our office space. We're going we're gonna to reduce the amount that we're, we're spending a month and we're going to become more profitable. And, and a lot of people have been able to do that. Um, and and it's, it's resulted in, you know, a flourishing business. A couple of issues that we're going to dive into in our final segment coming up. Canada's biggest cities 
are not getting smaller, but they are losing a lot of people. And we'll also talk about buying a historic home. That and more coming up here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob and Phil Golfy Sales Representatives. Remax Escartman Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700 to get your home sold for top dollar. Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And check them out on social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram as well. Uh, interesting analysis uh, about Canada's biggest cities. Toronto saw nearly 100,000 people leave the city, many of them staying in the province because of the high cost of homes. The The flip side or the offset is about 216,000 people uh, through immigration, went to Toronto. So they're up about 116,000 people, but still a lot of people leaving that city. Montreal, Vancouver, seeing uh, a large exodus as well. Not nearly as close to Toronto, but people are leaving big cities because their homes are either getting too expensive or they're cashing in and going somewhere else. Do you expect this trend to continue or, or should we expect a slowdown? Um, it'll, it'll continue for a little bit, but then once uh, the other areas climb in value, they're going to think twice about going because the, the gap between what they sell their place for and where they're buying in, let's say if they're leaving the GTA, going to Hamilton or Niagara, they're going to say, you know what? The, 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 the spread is not big enough anymore. Right now, it's still big enough. You know, people are selling their houses in Toronto. It could be 1.2, 1.5 million. They can buy that same house in, in Niagara probably for a million dollars. Uh, and they got an extra, they either take 500000 off their mortgage or they got 500000 in their pocket. It just depends. But it's going to continue. As more people are coming into this country, immigrating, <clears throat> excuse me, immigrating, the, the first ones that they go to Toronto, they work there, they find out how expensive it is. Then family, friends, and, and colleagues or whatever, they're going to say, hey, go to Hamilton, go to Niagara, go to Kitchener, go to, you know, Guelph it's more affordable. You can get the same job uh, and, and not happen to work, uh, to spend all your money on your, on, on your house or mortgage or rent that you're doing. So I think it's going to continue for a while until uh, the outer areas become a little more expensive and the gap is not as big as it used to be, but it is cheaper. It is cheaper, uh, you know, and people are able to work out of their homes more. That's why we have a crisis now happening with the uh, office space. Uh, there's going to be more office space available. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting study to go through. You know, at face value, we, we just look at the whole number and it's like, a, a, you know, 100,000 people left Toronto or the GTA. And it's like, you know, you, you just you just try and pay play, oh yeah, it's because it's affordability. But, you know, there's the way we live has changed so much in the last four years, five years. It, it's it's going to continue to trend this way. And, you know, what's going to be the end result, right? Like 
where where what's it going to look like in 15 20 30 years from now is this is this going to change back and and, and reverse eventually no, where never, where never. there's going to be more people coming into the city because they they like you know is this number going to continue to trend up where next year it's 150,000 or 200,000 people so it's it's you know i i i see that sprawl across canada and and i and I, you know i even from my own experience in working with a lot of people from hamilton and from from niagara where there's you know, I, I like last year alone, I probably helped over 12, maybe 14, 15 people specifically move out of province or out of country. Yeah. Um, there was there's, there was this guy I worked with. He had a big company in Stony Creek along the along the service road. And he's like, you know, we're, we're taking off. We're going to Florida. And, and I said, well, how many employees do you have? And he said, well, we have 60 full time employees moving his company to Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's. You know, that 60 full-time jobs going to Florida. And then there's, a, you know, a few other people, even at the start of the, the pandemic, you know, they, they looked at it and they said, you know, we're going out to the Maritimes. We're going out to the East Coast. And so it, it's always been popular, um, even going back, you know, 20, 30 years, um, but just not as popular as it is right now. And, and, and in talking to those people, each one of them has their, you know, their own reasons. A lot of time it comes back to affordability. And the one thing I just met with a couple two nights ago, and the one thing is once they come to our area, they can't go back and because of the cost. They right. come here and and the the price of homes here were affordable, it was fantastic for them moving into the Hamilton, you know, Niagara, yeah. Brantford area. But when they when they go back, we just uh, I'm sitting with a couple, they go, you know, we're looking at going back just even Burlington. Yeah. And they're saying they're, they're having a hard time finding it's, it's a place. hard. It's hard to jump the other way. Yeah, it it's is. hard to you know it's hard to go from Niagara to Burlington or you know even even Burlington to Mississauga. So we we see that a lot too. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button and you will never miss an episode. Don't forget to call the number one REMAX team in Canada to get your home sold. The Golfy Team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And as we know, start packing. Hey, thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or other Otherwise, represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.